My name's Ed Frawley. My wife and I own Learburg. Uh, <laughs> we get questions every day through the Ask Cindy portal on the front of Learburg.com. And <laughs> I pick some of these questions because they're different. This one is kind of a train wreck waiting to happen. The, this woman wrote, and she has a Chinese-Tibetan Mastiff that has aggression problems, and she's wanting to know if it's okay to pull all the dog's teeth so the aggression can be managed in that way. That, I guess I've heard of that before, but my God, what's the world coming from? You had a problem with your dog, you go and pull all his teeth out. There's somebody that should not own a dog. I'll read it, I'll go through it, I'll talk about some of the points that Cindy made in her conversations back and forth with this person. Uh, it goes like this. I have a Chinese Tibetan Mastiff. It uh, was in several different homes before it was four and a half months old. It's seen several trainers who would actually see him, see him because a lot of trainers will not. He has gone through Extensive obedience training. He will sit, down, wait, stay, shake, speak, roll over, leave it, come, and heal. Dog knows a lot of stuff. But the good stuff is still coming, or the bad stuff is still coming. He randomly and unprovoked attacks us. The bites that we get need stitches and antibiotics. I would say that's pretty serious, wouldn't you? It was worse, but we got it mostly under control the majority of the time. What do you mean it was worse, but we got it under control? Worse than getting bit and having to have stitches? He goes through phases. He's good, then not good, and then nothing can be deduced, can be deduced when attempting to figure out what caused it. We don't know if it's environmental, food, weather, medical. That's new to me. I never thought that weather could be a reason for a dog being aggressive. Must write that down in my book. If he doesn't want to do something, and he doesn't want you to do something, he ensures that he gets his way by attacking us. She should have added that up to the section of sit down, wait, stay, shake, roll over. We tried positive reinforcement training, but it failed to remedy anything. The dog learned the technique we use to avoid bites and worked around them. We're gonna talk a little bit about that in a minute. She kind of over, over <laughs> glossed over it. We tried assertive dog training, moderately effective, but not consistent with results. So that was in the first pass on the Ask Cindy. Cindy then came back and asked some questions and recommended some things. And then the, the person came back to her. So I'm going to talk about what Cindy recommended here. She said, have you tried a veterinarian, a veterinary behaviorist? There are DMVs, veterinarians, that have additional training in using drugs and other therapeutic methods to modify behavior. A regular vet 
often is not qualified to do this. And that's important for everybody that's watching this to understand. Not all vets are qualified to give advice on behavioral problems or prescribing drugs for behavioral problems. A regular vet is not qualified to do this, and a regular behaviorist, this is really important too, a regular behaviorist doesn't have the pharmaceutical training to make the right suggestion for medication. Very, very important here. This sounds like a very challenging situation that's beyond my capability to help via a text message. Removing the dog's teeth is not only a very painful and expensive procedure, but it doesn't address the underlying mental health of the dog. Doesn't that make sense? I can't imagine what it costs to pull all the dog's teeth out. We would recommend using a muzzle to keep everyone safe if you want to continue trying to work with this dog. This would be a much better way to keep him from biting in my experience. We have material on how to measure for a muzzle and Cindy put our, our, uh, the website address for the video I did on how to, how to measure for a muzzle. It's free, go to our website. We'll put it on the video now. We've also just released a new online course titled Dealing with Dominant Aggressive Dogs. And we'll put that on the website. Now, the customer came back and said, uh, and she's not a customer, she's the person that wrote this in. Came back and thank you for your response. The behaviorist is a few hours away. We have not yet gone or even sent in our information to see him. We can call and find out. We've been turned away by several different vets. It doesn't surprise me. Muzzle is great, but he attacks us when we're trying to put it on. We use a lot of positive reinforcement with muzzle training. Some high value treat rewards, muzzles, muzzle on for a few minutes, then off, increasing the time level, the dog keeps the muzzle on, etc. He learned what the sound of, he learned what the sound is when we pick the muzzle up, and that just causes him to charge us and bite us. <laughs> so we tried keeping it around and giving him a treat when he was calm and the muzzle was around, not putting it on. Then, the same happened when we picked the muzzle up. He would charge us and try to bite us. You think? Then, we tried to hold it up and have him not bite us. It seemed to work, but then he figured out that we would eventually put it on him and any approach with a muzzle led to an attack. For his normal vet, excuse me, his normal vet has given him big doses of tranquilizers so that we can usually get the muzzle on while he's drugged, but it's not a super safe drug to keep him on this for a long period of time. We tried Benadryl, it didn't do anything. His intelligence and reasoning combined with his aggressive tendencies are what's making this so difficult. We believe he has mental, to, he, we believe he has a mental <laughs> defect as half of his litter was euthanized 
for aggression. So we aren't sure there's much that we can be that we can do here with the behavior modification that we think is necessary, which is why I'm considering extraction of all his teeth just to keep the damages from biting to a minimum. We ordered a catch pole and a bite sleeve after this last week's bite. So now they have a dog that's a pet and they're gonna use one of these catch poles that you put around a dog's neck and pull the line on it and you move this dog around with a catch pole or they're gonna buy a bite sleeve for protection work and put it on. I don't understand, I don't understand how things can get like this. I don't understand how people can even think like this. I mean, they say they've tried positive reinforcement. In my experience, unless the dog is seriously mentally ill, and this dog could be seriously mentally ill, there has to be a way that you can get the dog's attention. I mean, in my experience of working with dogs for 50 years, 60 years, I'm 76, you know, I've had some police departments that asked me to evaluate dogs that had serious aggression problems. Problems that you can't even get, you can't even open up the, the, the kennel door without them trying to get out to bite you. But all of those dogs, with the correct training, calmed down and developed a level of trust knowing that I'm not gonna go in there and hurt them. I'm not gonna do something bad to them where they allowed me to eventually put the water in put the food in and clean their kennel. Dogs that don't ever get that after a couple of weeks of training, those dogs probably have to be euthanized. I would say the possibility of this person rehabbing this dog is about zero out of 100. It's just not gonna happen. It's a terrible thing to have to do, I mean, I very, very, very seldom rec recommend euthanasia on a dog. But quite frankly, this is a case where this dog has to be euthanized. It's a sad thing. Could it have been changed? I don't know. I don't have the dog sitting here. The goal in training is train the dog you have in front of you. Maybe if I had seen this dog when it was four and a half months old or six months old, maybe if we had taught this woman how to use food motivation and markers correctly with beha teaching behaviors. We don't know how she trained that dog to sit down, wait, stay, shake, speak, roll over, leave it, come and heal. We don't know how she did that. You know, was it a yank and crank training? She says she tried behavioral modification. Well, what did she do? In the end, this dog is three and a half he has been allowed to practice this bad behavior for so long that it's ingrained in the dog's head and the odds of being able to change that aren't gonna happen. So it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing that I have to say, this is probably a dog that should be euthanized because not only handler safety, but what about visitors coming to the house? What about this dog accidentally getting out and going in a Tibetan Mastiff? These are big dogs. I mean, this is a no fool around thing. So with that, I'm gonna leave this. I could go on and 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 really is, is medication the, the solution? I don't think so. 
You can go and talk to somebody, but make sure you remember what I said, that not all vets are qualified to prescribe behavioral changing medication. Dog vets are, are as a general rule, not dog trainers. In my life, I have not met very many vets that are good, good dog trainers. I think if you go and look at the curriculum for veterinary schools, the last time I looked, time I looked which was 10 or 15 years ago, they had like six hours of credits on dog training. And yet, those young people come out of vet school and are supposed to be qualified to give answers to people with dogs like this. It just does not happen. So if you have a question on training, medical care, uh, breeding, go to Learberg.com, scroll down, find the Ask Cindy portal. Cindy knows a lot better, a lot more about dog training than I do. She's a lot better dog trainer than I do. And the only downside here is that if you do do that, you have to enter your email address and we're not gonna spam you. We never ever would do that. But the reason, the reason for that is that we record all of these questions based on and tied to an email address. So that if the person ever comes back a week later, a month later, a year later, Cindy can call up the email address and see all of the previous questions. And then she can go on and say, okay, how did this work? How did that work? Did you do what we asked you here or what we recommended here? So, Libra.com, ask Cindy, and I think we can help a lot of people. We do help a lot of people.